Hello love, welcome back to another episode. I thank you for being here. Something that I've been really conscious about reciting is the light and love from the teacher within me recognizes the light and love from the teacher within you and just recognizing that everybody can have a lesson for for us as an individual and a lot of the times when we seek guidance in something we can first of all take a moment of breath and return to what people want to call source. I see source as unconditional love, but allowing yourself to be in that state of abundance of that love feeling and whether you cultivate that by meditation or a form of working out or a nice meditative shower or bath or maybe resting if that's what you need. Meditation can be found in so many different forms, so you need to find your form of meditation I also want to do a whole other podcast episode on that, but allowing yourself to recognize the oneness and the teacher that you carry within you, but then you being a teacher for another person, and then that person being a teacher for you and allowing yourself to be humble, or be humbled rather, and allowing somebody to fully teach you, even if you already know that particular thing. Just allowing them to speak and holding space for them and being compassionate about their words that they're wanting to share and being vulnerable with you about is so beautiful. And if you're one of those people that listen and acknowledge somebody, I know that even if they don't tell you that they love you, they deep down appreciate that whether they recognize that or not. So I'm saying thank you. So cultivate that awareness of oneness when you talk to another being, whether it's a stranger or I know it's so hard sometimes to talk to your siblings if they've caused you trauma or to talk to your family. There's a lot of childhood trauma from family members. It's really hard to take a deep breath and really see them as an equal because they've caused you pain. But the biggest thing you can do is just see them as their inner child and know that they're just as hurt. I recently had a conversation with my parents, and I think I mentioned this, my, my mother, I think I mentioned this um, a few episodes ago, and we, I'm not very good at setting boundaries and speaking up when I need something, it's just something that I've really super, super struggled with, and she wanted to have a conversation, so I, I, think a lot of things but I don't communicate them and I think that's also one of my issues in all areas of relationships in my life is I will be really really overwhelmed but I don't know how to express that into words and so I choose not to say it out loud and it can cause serious disruptions in my life and it can cause me to um, rather mute myself to keep my own I don't even know how to explain it to keep a, pe- a temporary piece, to keep a very temporary piece, but then bubbles over. I am also one of those kind of people that doesn't confront somebody when they do something that's wrong. I just ghost them. I don't know how to communicate that because I've had people set boundaries with me in a very almost inappropriate fashion where they've made me feel really, really bad about myself. When, Especially when you're trying to communicate your feelings with somebody, a big no-no is to try to make them understand your point of view. When you have a conversation, an upfront confrontation, you want to understand the other person's side of you and they should try to understand yours. It shouldn't be you trying to convince the other person of your side of the story. 
to really hold compassion even when the person may be in the wrong is just allowing them to fully talk about what they want to say out loud recognizing your area where you could have maybe messed up a lot of other times that our ego will be like no our our pride will be like no I'm not going to admit to these things but when you can do that it's also a big thing for you and so talking to my parents or rather my mother like I said I just said I hold compassion for you and my and my dad and I was like I hold compassion for you and dad because I know that you guys are just as hurt from your parents but I did that doesn't mean it's okay for you to treat me in the manner that you sometimes treat me in and we had an eye to eye there and it was good and it wasn't all the way explained I'm also one of those people that I'm really trying to work on that it's all of our TikTok and they're like it's dangerous but I can't stand yelling, I can't stand arguing, and when I get mad, I cry. I can't, that confrontation again, it's embedded in me because the confrontation that I've been shown at a young age was a very rude, inappropriate manner of being abruptly brought up, almost. I don't know how, I don't know the exact words, but it was just, it's caused me a lot of not being able to confront the person when they've hurt me because I know what it feels like to really be hurt when I get confronted on something that was an honest human mistake as a young child. So if that's also something that you struggle with that is okay and you're still worthy, just take your time and start boundaries on those little things. I'm catching myself say no. Um, Like the other day, I was with a group of friends and I didn't feel good. And my friend wanted to give me a hug and I would normally be like, yeah, like even if I didn't want a hug, but this time I was like, no, I don't want a hug. And she was like, okay, like she was super cool about it Um, because I do, I surround myself with good people, but in the past I was scared of saying no as well. So it was a trigger for me to say that no, but now I'm incorporating that more and just the tiniest things. When somebody wants, like a family member wants to give me a hug and I don't want a hug, I back off. And if they come closer up to me, I'm like, no. Like, I take a step back. I'm like, uh, no. And if they come closer to me, I take a step back and then I use my voice. I, I'll say, no, I don't want a hug. You know, things like that. This podcast episode, though, is going to be about finding the balance between your spiritual healing journal like journey journaling um doing shadow work meditation staying positive seeing the good enlightened things but also that balance with school that sucks sometimes the balance of you having to work a job maybe you don't want to work finding that happy balance between the things um a few episodes ago also I posted, um, like, if you guys had any questions, put, like, type in a question. I don't know how exactly you do that, but somebody responded, happened to be one of my closer friends, and so that's what this one is going to be about. So thank you, Brooklyn, for um, putting in that question. I am always open to suggestions if you want to hear something, and, um, yeah, if you just want to hear another context or another conversation me just speaking it out loud, a certain topic, feel free to DM me. I would love to, first of all, have a chat with you and then also do a podcast episode 
on something that you have a question on and you want to hear my perspective from. But when finding that balance, the biggest thing you can do is let go of your desires. The number one thing that I've really learned this year is not projecting your desires onto someone of things that you want to happen. So a lot of the times we will see somebody that we like and we will project what we want from them on them or we like a projection of what we think that they should be. So let's say we have a crush on this person and all over TikTok there's these cute hopeless romantic things that are happening between couples and so we think that the person that we're talking to or we like should automatically know that but they are unique to their own love and their own resilience and their traumas and the way that they love in their own ways. And so then we see them not acting the way that we want them to and we get really angry. We're like, why aren't they treating me right? This and that. But everybody's love is so unique. So to drop the desire and allow them to love you the way that they're going to love you is going to then determine the relationship you're going to have with them. So I've had... More recently, I've had these connections where I'll like them, but then I've kind of dropped that desire and I'm like, well, maybe their love is just not for me. It's not the unique love that I'm looking for or it's not the unique love that I feel fully felt for my own trauma, you know, because even our own trauma, we need certain love due to that um, as a balance for our own personal needs. And if it's not right for you, it's not right for you. Also, my family just turned on the TV, and I'm the first room in my house. I am in a good echoey area, but you might be able to hear it in the background, so giving y'all a heads up if you can hear it. Um, But that's with not projecting your desires, it also um, equals out to your life. When you have experiences in your life, you can't go in with... That's the one thing I'm having troubles with is my parents really want me to have a set and sun schedule of what I'm going to do every hour of the day. And I don't like that because even when you learn about divine masculine and feminine and you want to learn to balance them out, it's not about um, the yoni or like the male masculine, like that kind of energy. It's not that. It's not like the cliche, like man is tough. It's finding the balance is divine feminine being very flow and being creative and masculine being more organized and we live in a very masculine world so you need to find that balance with the feminine we all need to heal our feminine side where we find that flow and just allowing things to be so accepting and not projecting the desires even onto your life and accepting the experiences that you have and utilizing them because they happen for a reason So that's the biggest thing I can say on trying to find that balance, the duality of life. Um, Yin-yang is something that I've seen since I was five years old. And I've always had just a good idea of that balance in life. I always kind of try to seek it, even if I can't attain it. But I try my best to find the happy middle where the pendulum is right up and down. It's not swaying all the way left or all the way right. There's no disruptions, but finding that happy medium between things will always be that philosophy of contentment with the very present moment. Um, So again, that's like the biggest thing I can share for balancing out life in school. But if you don't want to work that job, please (laughs) 
we live a life and we think that we have to do things we don't want to. My parents are like, well, life is all about work. And when you get out in the real world, this. And when you get out into the real, real world, that. I, that's some, it makes me upset because, well, I, I had to hold compassion because that's the only thing that they know. But they want to project that onto me when I don't. I like recently quit a job that I worked in for six months because I didn't feel like I was being treated correctly. I didn't like the job anymore. I didn't accept the bad treatment. I know that what I deserve. I did not want that environment anymore. I told my boss, like, thank you for all that you've taught me, but I'm going to find another job. But I was literally upfront about that. Um, and find your own schedule. Do things that you love because life is not all about money. The other thing that with high school, I'm only a senior in high school and all my friends are working these crazy hours and I want to hang out with them, but they can't because they're working. Or if I want to hang out with a group of friends, all their schedules like intertwine. So they're all busy at different times. So we can't all work together. So that's a hard thing. Um, I do understand if you need to work, but I hope that you like your job because you deserve a job you enjoy getting up for. It's just like school. I recently wrote a paper on this where school is messed up, the school system is messed up because the amount of kids that I know that go home and cry and then they go to sleep for a few hours and then they do homework until one in the morning and then they get up at six in the morning and have to be at school by like 7.15 and then have to be in school in a chair feeling drowsy and drained and hate life during school and then they do that over and over and over until the summer and then they feel alive and then they go back to school and life sucks again. And that's not normal. That's something that you would call the matrix. It's a series of things that make us hate living, which is not okay. And we wonder why mental health is so bad. And for me, I personally, right now in my life, I'm on the brink of deciding whether I even want to do college right now. Because the school that I've seen, and I'm taking university classes as a high school student, and even university classes aren't for me. They strip the creativity literally from the, like, they strip the creativity from everything. I was taking a class on anthropology, which is a subject that I really, really like. Well, it was more geography, but it introduced cultures and a little bit of anthropology to it. Um, and I generally didn't like the class. Because the way that I couldn't be creative with it, there was no fun aspects to it. It was, it made me really upset because it's something that I really enjoy the subject of learning on my own. But when I go into a class, it has to be so organized and concise and black and white that it's just, it strips every ounce of the color from it. The creativity, the abundant part from the learning. And I want to find a school, if I'm going to pay for school, if I'm going to have a hundred thousand dollars in debt for four or five years of college I want it to at least be worth my time because for many reasons you may have your own decisions on life but I know for sure that there is an experience outside of the small town I live in there's a bigger experience outside the whole country I live in I want to get a piece and idea of the real world, not just inside the small city or town or country that I live in, that there's so much more depth that, first of all, the United States doesn't talk about, that my small town doesn't talk about, that my family doesn't talk about. And I think that the best lessons in life are learned through experience. And that's something that I really, really want to cultivate in this life.
I've always been a very adventurous and curious kid and I want to learn outside of the boundaries that I've been given. And if that isn't a feeling that you crave as well, you don't have to do the societal thing. You don't have to grow up and go to college and work a nine to five and then get married and have a dozen kids and then work only like work all week and then have the weekend off and start back on Mondays and have to keep like take your kids to school to me personally that is terrifying and a lot of you spiritual people understand that I I bet like 90% of you guys on here will understand that feeling because one we've talked about it or two I post about it and you like the stuff or you just know that you want to be an influencer or you want to have your own practice or you want to open up your own store or your own bakery or travel in a van. It's you are allowed to do what you want. And I don't like how society has told us that we can only be one thing because I want to be everything and nothing in this life. I want to learn how to surf. I want, I ski, I... Um, I've picked up the guitar and I've taken lessons on that. I want to learn more kickboxing. I want to get into karate. I want to be able to speak other languages. I want to live in a small town in a small country and learn cultures from the native people there. I want to go talk to indigenous peoples and collect the information just for me to learn myself on the beauty of how they live, things like that. It's We don't have to just be a scientist or a doctor or a dentist or an engineer. You are allowed to cultivate everything in this lifetime because we live a crazy life. There's this term called nihilism and basically it's about we live on a floating rock in the middle of space and I don't like thinking about it too much because it can get scary and I don't want to freak you out or I don't want to fear monger, but life just really isn't that serious. Life isn't serious enough to get into arguments or argue over little things or to get angry at your spouse and to make them feel bad about themselves or yell at your siblings or anything. Life is just too short to spend time hating and you deserve to have and own cute animals and to laugh and love and kiss people, and hug people, and to make art, to do what you really, really want to do in this lifetime, you are allowed to do that, and if nobody else tells you that, has told you that, or tells you that, I hold space for you, I hope that if you want to talk to somebody about that, I might not respond right away, but if you DM me, I will let you know that, hey, you're allowed to do what you want, and I can give you acknowledgement on that, Um, because you're worthy of a life worth living. I hope you know that. And I know it might be scary. I have people coming to me, they're like, I don't want to do university anymore. And I'm like, I'm a senior in high school. So I'm like, yeah, me either. Like, uh, in the next year or two of my life, it's going to be a huge difference. Everybody's going to be telling me what to do, and they're already telling me what to do this whole past year. And it's like, I don't want to do anything of what they tell me, because also a lot of us are breaking that generational cycle where our family our lineage has done the same thing for hundreds of generations but we don't want to do that anymore or at least the past like three generations and we know we don't want to do that anymore and that's something for me is 
I have a background of the same story happening for the past three, past three generations for me of women. And I don't want to live that anymore. And I'm breaking that in, well, shit, it's like a lot. I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on this podcast, but it's a lot. And um, when you even talk to holistic healers, like if you've ever done holistic healing with a practitioner, they can tell you, like they can read your energy and things like that. And they can even tell you about like the generational feelings and words that reside that you've hold, because we hold trauma in the body. And if our mother was traumatized from something that is going to be passed down through her womb to us because the womb and the yoni is the most sacred spot ever and cultivated in this whole universe. We have a portal between our legs. If you, um, we have a portal between our legs and we can cultivate the awareness of literally having a portal between our legs and creating that love. Um, but it's just allowing yourself and everything else around you to also just be, um, I kind of just lost my train of thought. So now I'm just kind of moving on. But um, the generational cycles is what I was talking about. It's just allowing things to be and allow the shadow work that's going to happen to come up and break through it. Things are going to come up and they're not going to make sense. I've gotten up one days and or some days and I've been so overwhelmed with my emotions that and they weren't mine. They generally weren't my emotions and trying to figure things out. And I also have missing family that I don't know, like direct family that I don't know much about. Um, that I don't know what trauma is connected to them, to me. Um, but especially through the women in your life, your mother, your grandmother, your great-grandmother, your great-great-grandmother, the womb and the trauma has been passed on. Even your father can pass on trauma, but especially your mother, your grandmother, your great-grandmother, and your great-great-grandmother can really, really pass down trauma. So be aware of that if things come up that aren't yours, but also you're breaking through these walls. Um, so things aren't going to always be easy and recognize that and give yourself a pat on the back and don't just keep looking for Well, keep looking forward, but some days instead of looking for all the things you still need to change about yourself, just take a deep breath and acknowledge all the work that you've done in the past year. It's almost 2022, you guys. It's been a whole year. I've been on my spiritual journey, the most of my spiritual journey for a year now. My, the first year of my spiritual journey, I was a, awakened to a lot of things, but I didn't cultivate the awareness that I have now. Um, I got that awareness at the end of January. I took three months off of social media and I did a lot of reading. I did a lot of listening to um, things on YouTube and just allowing myself to be without the social media and I learned a lot of things and ever since then I've had a better idea of who I want to be so take your time and acknowledge the things that you've already done that are so awesome about you and it doesn't matter what stage you are in your life if you're brand new to this you're still worthy continue but don't be too hard on yourself because spiritual healing is also supposed to be fun in its own ways of you allowing yourself to see the beauty and connecting to your inner child and loving differently and newly and laughing 
and finding good friends to laugh with and laugh till your stomach hurts and laugh at burp and fart jokes if you want to and do things that you used to do as a child that you found so funny. Go climb that tree, go jump in puddles, go lay in the grass, do what you want to do. So at the end of that, I'm going to cut it off there. I love you. That's all I have to say. I love you. Thank you for being you in your most authentic, beautiful way. You guys are amazing. When you hold compassion for others, it holds space and allows them to be their most authentic selves. And it's a bloom of love. So I will talk to you again soon. Bye.